0: Good day to you all, dear ones, and welcome to this 24th day of February. It is day 55 in our journey through the Bible. Hello to everyone out there. My name is Hunter. I am your brother, your Bible reading coach, someone who shows up with you every day to spend a little time together in the pages of the Bible. And so we come far and wide. We gather here to warm our hearts by the fires of God's presence and his love Today, friends, we are in the book of Numbers again, chapters 14 through 16, and then we'll finish our reading in Mark's Gospel, chapter 3. This is the word of the Lord. Numbers 14. Then the whole community began weeping aloud, and they cried all night. Their voices rose in a great chorus to protest against Moses and Aaron. "'If only we had died in Egypt, or even here in the wilderness!' they complained. "'Why is the Lord taking us into this country, only to have us die in battle? "'Our wives and our little ones will be carried off as plunder. "'Wouldn't it be better for us to return to Egypt?' Then they plotted among themselves. "'Let's choose a new leader and go back to Egypt!' Then Moses and Aaron fell face down to the ground before the whole community of Israel. Two of the men who had explored the land, Joshua son of Nun and Caleb son of Jephunneh, tore their clothing. They said to all the people of Israel, "'The land we are traveling through and exploring is a wonderful land, and if the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us safely into the land and give it to us. It is a rich land flowing with milk and honey. Do not rebel against the Lord, and don't be afraid of the people of the land.' They are only a helpless prey to us. They have no protection, but the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of them. But the whole community began to talk about stoning Joshua and Caleb. Then the glorious presence of the Lord appeared to all the Israelites at the tabernacle. And the Lord said to Moses, How long will these people treat me with contempt? Will they never believe me? Even after all the miraculous signs I have done among them, I will disown them and destroy them with a plague. Then I will make you into a nation greater and mightier than they are. But Moses objected. "'What will the Egyptians think when they hear about it?' he asked the Lord. "'They know full well the power you displayed in rescuing your people from Egypt. Now if you destroy them, the Egyptians will send a report to the inhabitants of this land who have already heard that you live among your people. They know, Lord.' that you have appeared to your people face to face, and that your pillar of cloud hovers over them. They know that you go before them in the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. Now if you slaughter all these people with a single blow, the nations that have heard of your fame will say, the Lord was not able to bring them into the land he swore to give them, so he killed them in the wilderness. Please, Lord, prove that your power is greater as you have claimed. For you said, The Lord is slow to anger and filled with unfailing love, forgiving every kind of sin and rebellion. But he does not excuse the guilty. He lays the sins of the parents upon their children. The entire family is affected, even children in the third and fourth generations. In keeping with your magnificent, unfailing love, please pardon the sins of these people, just as you have forgiven them ever since they left Egypt. Then the Lord said, I will pardon them as you have requested. But as surely as I live and as surely as the earth is filled with the Lord's glory, not one of these people will ever enter the land. They have all seen my glorious presence and the miraculous signs I performed, both in Egypt and in the wilderness. But again and again they have tested me by refusing to listen to my voice. They will never even see the land I swore to give to their ancestors None of those who have treated me with contempt will ever see it. But my servant Caleb, who has a different attitude than the others have, has remained loyal to me, so I will bring him into the land he explored. His descendants will possess their full share of that land. Now turn around and don't go on toward the land where the Amalekites and Canaanites live. Tomorrow you must set out for the wilderness in the direction of the Red Sea. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, How long must I put up with this wicked community and its complaints about me? Yes, I have heard the complaints the Israelites are making against me. Now tell them this. As surely as I live, declares the Lord, I will do to you the very things I heard you say. You will all drop dead in the wilderness because you complained against me. Every one of you who is 20 years old or older and was included in the registration will die. You will not enter and occupy the land I swore to give you. The only exception will be Caleb, son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, son of Nun. You said your children would be carried off as plunder. Well, I will bring them safely into the land, and they will enjoy what you have despised. But as for you, you will drop dead in this wilderness, and your children will be like shepherds wandering in the wilderness for forty years. In this way, they will pay for your faithlessness, until the last of you lies dead in the wilderness. Because your men explored the land for 40 days, you must wander in the wilderness for 40 years, a year for each day, suffering the consequences of your sins. Then you will discover what it is like to have me for an enemy. I, the Lord, have spoken. I will certainly do these things to every member of the community who has conspired against me. They will be destroyed here in this wilderness, and here they will die. The ten men Moses had sent to explore the land, the ones who had incited rebellion against the Lord with their bad report, were struck dead with a plague before the Lord. Of the twelve who explored the land, only Joshua and Caleb remained alive. When Moses reported the Lord's words to all the Israelites, the people were filled with grief. Then they got up early the next morning and went to the top of the range of hills. Let's go, they said. We realized that we have sinned. But now we are ready to enter the land the Lord has promised to us. But Moses said, Why are you now disobeying the Lord's orders to return to the wilderness? It won't work. Don't go up into the land now. You will only be crushed by your enemies because the Lord is not with you. When you face the Amalekites and the Canaanites in battle, you will be slaughtered. The Lord will abandon you because you have abandoned the Lord. But the people defiantly pushed ahead toward the hill country even though neither Moses nor the Ark of the Lord's Covenant left the camp. Then the Amalekites and Canaanites who lived in those hills came down and attacked them and chased them back as far as Hormah. Numbers 15 Then the Lord told Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. When you finally settle in the land I am giving you, you will offer special gifts as a pleasing aroma to the Lord. These gifts may take the form of a burnt offering, a sacrifice to fulfill a vow, a voluntary offering, or an offering at any of your annual festivals, and they may be taken from your herds of cattle or your flocks of sheep and goats. When you present these offerings, you must also give the Lord a grain offering of two quarts of choice flour mixed with one quart of olive oil, for each lamb offered as a burnt offering or a special sacrifice. You must also present one quart of wine as a liquid offering. If the sacrifice is a ram, give a grain offering of four quarts of choice flour mixed with a third of a gallon of olive oil, and give a third of a gallon of wine as a liquid offering. This will be a pleasing aroma to the Lord. When you present a young bull as a burnt offering, or as a sacrifice to fulfill a vow, or as a peace offering to the Lord, you must also give a grain offering of six quarts of choice flour mixed with two quarts of olive oil, and give two quarts of wine as a liquid offering. This will be a special gift a pleasing aroma to the Lord. Each sacrifice of a bull, ram, lamb, or a young goat should be prepared in this way. Follow these instructions with each offering you present. All of you native-born Israelites must follow these instructions when you offer a special gift as a pleasing aroma to the Lord. And if any foreigners visit you or live among you and want to present a special gift as a pleasing aroma to the Lord, they must follow these same procedures. Native-born Israelites and foreigners are equal before the Lord and are subject to the same decrees. This is a permanent law for you, to be observed from generation to generation. The same instructions and regulations will apply to you and to the foreigners living among you. Then the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. When you arrive in the land where I am taking you, and you eat the crops that grow there, you must set some aside as a sacred offering to the Lord present a cake from the first of the flour you grind and set it aside as a sacred offering as you do with the first grain from the threshing floor. Throughout the generations to come, you are to present a sacred offering to the Lord each year from the first of your ground flour. But suppose you unintentionally fail to carry out all these commands that the Lord has given you through Moses, and suppose your descendants in the future fail to do everything the Lord has commanded through Moses if the mistake was made unintentionally and the community wasn't aware of it. The whole community must present a young bull for a burnt offering as a pleasing aroma to the Lord. It must be offered along with its prescribed grain offering and liquid offering and with one male goat for a sin offering. With it, the priest will purify the whole community of Israel, making them right with the Lord, and they will be forgiven. For it is an unintentional sin, and they have corrected it with their offering to the Lord, the special gift and the sin offering. The whole community of Israel will be forgiven, including the foreigners living among you, For all the people were involved in the sin. If one individual commits an unintentional sin, the guilty person must bring a one year old female goat for a sin offering. The priest will sacrifice it to purify the guilty person before the Lord, and that person will be forgiven. These same instructions apply both to native born Israelites and to the foreigners living among you. But those who brazenly violate the Lord's will, whether native born Israelites or foreigners, have blasphemed the Lord, and they must be cut off from the community. Since they have treated the Lord's word with contempt and deliberately disobeyed his command, they must be completely cut off and suffer the punishment for their guilt. One day while the people of Israel were in the wilderness, they discovered a man gathering wood on the Sabbath day. The people who found him doing this took him before Moses, Aaron, and the rest of the community. They held him in custody because they did not know what to do with him. Then the Lord said to Moses, This man must be put to death. The whole community must stone him outside the camp. So the whole community took the man outside the camp and stoned him to death, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Then the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. Throughout the generations to come, you must make tassels for the hems of your clothing and attach them with a blue cord. When you see the tassels... You will remember and obey all the commands of the Lord instead of following your own desires and defile yourself, as you are prone to do. The tassels will help you remember that you must obey all my commands and be holy to your God. I am the Lord God who brought you out of the land of Egypt that I might be your God. I am the Lord your God. Number 16. One day Korah, son of Ishar, a descendant of Kohath, son of Levi, conspired with Dathan and Abarim, the sons of Eliab and On, son of Peleth, from the tribe of Reuben. They incited a rebellion against Moses, along with 250 other leaders of the community, all prominent members of the assembly. They united against Moses and Aaron and said, You have gone too far. The whole community of Israel has been set apart by the Lord, and he is with all of us. What right do you have to act as though you are greater than the rest of the Lord's people? When Moses heard what they were saying, he fell face down to the ground. Then he said to Korah and his followers, Tomorrow morning the Lord will show us who belongs to him and who is holy. The Lord will allow only those whom he selects to enter his own presence. Korah, you and all your followers must prepare your incense burners, light fires in them tomorrow, and burn incense before the Lord. Then we will see whom the Lord chooses as his holy one. You Levites are the ones who have gone too far. Then Moses spoke again to Korah. Now listen, you Levites. Does it seem insignificant to you that the God of Israel has chosen you from among all the community of Israel to be near him so you can serve in the Lord's tabernacle and stand before the people to minister to them? Korah, he has already given this special ministry to you and your fellow Levites. Are you now demanding the priesthood as well? The Lord is the one who you and your followers are really revolting against. For who is Aaron that you are complaining about him? Then Moses summoned Dathan and Abarim, the sons of Eliab. But they replied, We refuse to come before you. Isn't it enough that you brought us out of Egypt, a land flowing with milk and honey, to kill us here in the wilderness, and that you have now treated us like your subjects? What's more, you haven't brought us into another land flowing with milk and honey. You haven't given us a new homeland with fields and vineyards. Are you trying to fool these men? We will not come. Then Moses became very angry and said to the Lord, Do not accept their grain offerings. I have not taken so much as a donkey from them, and I have never heard a single one of them. And Moses said to Korah, You and all your followers must come here tomorrow and present yourself before the Lord. Aaron will also be here. You and each of your 250 followers must prepare incense burners and put incense on it, so you can all present them before the Lord. Aaron will also bring his incense burner. So each of these men prepared an incense burner, lit the fire, and placed incense on it. Then they all stood at the entrance of the tabernacle with Moses and Aaron. Meanwhile, Korah had stirred up the entire community against Moses and Aaron, and they all gathered at the tabernacle entrance. Then the glorious presence of the Lord appeared to the whole community, and the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Get away from all these people so that I may instantly destroy them. But Moses and Aaron fell face down on the ground. O God, they pleaded, you are the God who gives breath to all creatures. Must you be angry with all the people when only one man sins? And the Lord said to Moses, Then tell all the people to get away from the tents of Korah, Dothan, and Abarim. So Moses got up and rushed over to the tents of Dothan and Abarim, followed by the elders of Israel. Quick, he told the people, get away from the tents of these wicked men and don't touch anything that belongs to them. If you do, you will be destroyed for their sins. So all the people stood back from the tents of Korah, Dothan, and Abiram. Then Dothan and Abiram came out and stood at the entrance of their tents, together with their wives and children and little ones. And Moses said, This is how you will know that the Lord has sent me to do all these things that I have done, for I have not done them on my own. If these men die a natural death, or if nothing unusual happens, then the Lord has not sent me. But if the Lord does something entirely new and the ground opens its mouth and swallows them and all their belongings and they go down alive into the grave, then you will know that these men have shown contempt for the Lord. He had hardly finished speaking the words. When the ground suddenly split open beneath them, the earth opened its mouth and swallowed the men, along with their households and all their followers who were standing with them and everything they owned. So they went down alive into the grave, along with all their belongings. The earth closed over them, and they all vanished from among the people of Israel all the people around them fled when they heard their screams. The earth will swallow us too, they cried. Then fire blazed forth from the Lord and burnt up the 250 men who were offering incense. And the Lord said to Moses, Tell Eleazar, son of Aaron, the priest, to pull all the incense burners from the fire, for they are holy. Also tell him to scatter the burning coals. Take the incense burners of these men who have sinned at the cost of their lives and hammer the metal into a thin sheet to overlay the altar. Since these burners were used in the Lord's presence, they have become holy. Let them serve as a warning to the people of Israel. So Eliezer the priest collected the 250 bronze incense burners that had been used by the men who died in the fire. And the bronze was hammered into a thin sheet to overlay the altar. This would warn the Israelites that no unauthorized person, no one who is not a descendant of Aaron, should ever enter the Lord's presence to burn incense. If anyone did, the same thing would happen to him as happened to Korah and his followers. So the Lord's instructions to Moses were carried out. But the very next morning, the whole community of Israel began muttering again against Moses and Aaron, saying, You have killed the Lord's people. As the community gathered to protest against Moses and Aaron, they turned toward the tabernacle and saw that the cloud had covered it, and the glorious presence of the Lord appeared. Moses and Aaron came and stood in front of the tabernacle, and the Lord said to Moses, Get away from all these people so that I can instantly destroy them. But Moses and Aaron fell face down on the ground. And Moses said to Aaron, Quick, take an incense burner and place burning coals on it from the altar. Lay incense on it and carry it out among the people to purify them and make them right with the Lord. The Lord's anger is blazing against them. The plague has already begun. Aaron did as Moses told him and ran out among the people. The plague had already begun to strike down the people. But Aaron burned the incense and purified the people. He stood between the dead and the living, and the plague stopped. But 14,700 people died in that plague, in addition to those who had died in the affair involving Korah. Then, because the plague had stopped, Aaron returned to Moses at the entrance of the tabernacle. Mark chapter 3. Jesus went into the synagogue again and noticed a man with a deformed hand. Since it was the Sabbath, Jesus' enemies watched him closely. If he healed the man's hand, they planned to accuse him of working on the Sabbath. Jesus said to the man with the deformed hand, Come and stand in front of everyone. Then he turned to his critics and asked, Does the law permit good deeds on the Sabbath? Or is it a day for doing evil? Is this a day to save life or to destroy it? But they wouldn't answer him. He looked around at them angrily and was deeply saddened by their hardened hearts. Then he said to the man, Hold out your hand. So the man held out his hand, and it was restored. At once the Pharisees went away and met with the supporters of Herod to plot how to kill Jesus. Jesus went out to the lake with his disciples, and a large crowd followed him. They came from all over Galilee, Judea, Jerusalem, Idumea, from east of the Jordan River, and even from as far north as Tyre and Sidon. The news about his miracles had spread far and wide, and vast numbers of people came to see him. Jesus instructed his disciples to have a boat ready, so the crowd would not crush him. He had healed many people that day, so all the sick people eagerly pushed forward to touch him, And whenever those possessed by evil spirits caught sight of him, the spirit would throw them to the ground in front of him, shrieking, You are the Son of God! But Jesus sternly demanded the spirits not to reveal who he was. Afterward, Jesus went up on a mountain and called out the ones he wanted to go with him, and they came to him. Then he appointed twelve of them and called them his apostles. They were to accompany him, and he would send them out to preach, giving them authority to cast out demons, These are the twelve he chose. Simon, whom he named Peter, James, and John, the sons of Zebedee, but Jesus nicknamed them sons of thunder. Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, Judas Iscariot, who later betrayed him. One time Jesus entered a house, and the crowds began to gather again. Soon he and his disciples couldn't even find time to eat. When his family heard what was happening, they tried to take him away. He's out of his mind, they said. But the teachers of religious law, who had arrived from Jerusalem, said, He's possessed by Satan, the prince of demons. That's where he gets the power to cast out demons. Jesus called them over and responded with an illustration. How can Satan cast out Satan, he asked. A kingdom divided by civil war will collapse. Similarly, a family splintered by feuding will fall apart. And if Satan is divided and fights against himself, how can he stand? He would never survive. Let me illustrate this further. Who is powerful enough to enter the house of a strong man and plunder his goods? Only someone even stronger. Someone who could tie him up and then plunder his house. I tell you the truth, all sin and blasphemy can be forgiven. But anyone who blasphemes the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. This is a sin with eternal consequences. He told them this because they were saying he is possessed by an evil spirit. Then Jesus' mother and brothers came to see him. They stood outside and sent word for him to come and talk with them. There was a crowd sitting around Jesus. And someone said... Your mother and brothers are outside asking for you. Jesus replied, Who is my mother? Who are my brothers? Then he looked at those around him and said, Look, these are my mother and brothers. Anyone who does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. And now may our Lord, our older brother, Jesus, may he now give his blessing to the reading of his word. Amen. Jesus steps into the synagogue one day and the people are looking for something to accuse him of. They're waiting to accuse him so that they can punish him the same way the man in Numbers 15 is being punished. This man was picking up sticks on the Sabbath and he would soon be killed. They're watching to see whether Jesus will heal a man with a shriveled hand on the Sabbath. And Jesus recognizes this. Verse four says he turns to his critics and asks, does the law permit good deeds on the Sabbath or is it a day for doing evil? Is this a day to save life or to destroy it? They wouldn't answer him. Jesus now does something really radical. The living word of God calls the man to stretch out his hand, and this once shriveled dead arm is completely healed. Once again, we see that Jesus has a different relationship with the Bible than the Pharisees do. The Pharisees were locked in a legal understanding of the Bible. They're trying to trap Jesus into violating the laws of the book. But Jesus' relationship to that book is completely different than the Pharisees. In Matthew's gospel, you'll hear Jesus say things like, You've heard the law that says, Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, Love your enemies. This is just one example of many where Jesus contrasts His relationship with the Bible, with that of the Pharisees. And here in this moment is another example. The Bible is not God. The Bible is in service of God. And the Bible points us to God. And here in this moment, God is standing right before them. And He, not a book, is the perfect, inerrant revelation of God. And so a question we must ask ourselves at all times, especially when we are engaged in activities like this, of reading through the Bible every day throughout the year. What is my relationship to the Bible and how do I read it? The Bible is our friend indeed, and it serves to point us to Jesus. And throughout all of our readings, we must ask ourselves, what is Jesus saying here? And we must always give Jesus the final say. Jesus healed a man on the Sabbath. He broke the law of Moses according to the Pharisees. And Jesus tells us in that moment that the law was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And likewise it is with the Bible. The Bible was made for God, not God for the Bible. And the prayer of my heart is to have Jesus teach me how to have a right relationship with the Bible That's the prayer that I have for my family, for my wife and my daughters and my son. And that's the prayer that I have for you. May it be so. Let's continue now in a time of prayer. Feel free to read along with these prayers in the show notes of today's podcast, and meditate on these words that are being spoken over you, your family, and our world. And now, let us pray. Lord God, Almighty and Everlasting Father, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we might not fall into sin or be overcome by adversity. And in all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, you have made of one blood all the peoples of the earth and sent your blessed Son to preach peace to those who are far and those who are near. Grant that people everywhere may seek after you and find you, Bring the nations into your fold, pour out your Spirit on all flesh, and hasten the coming of your kingdom. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. And where there is sadness, joy. O Lord, grant that I might not seek so much to be consoled as to console. To be understood as to understand. To be loved as to love. For it is in the giving that we receive. In the pardoning that we are pardoned. It is in the dying that we are born. Unto eternal life amen and now as our Lord has taught us we are bold to pray our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I want to thank you for joining me today in our time through the scriptures and in prayer. And while I'm giving thanks, I want to thank our partners. These are the people that make this podcast possible. Without our partners, it just doesn't happen. But because of people like Frida Snyder, Barbara Brevetti, Shelly Tobias, Jody Poundstone, Joanne Chen, David Judah, Tanika Davis, Robert Sally, and Leah Keppard. Because these faithful partners have given, we in turn can give out these podcasts every day, free of charge, and they make their way all around the world, reaching into homes and workplaces, into cars and just about every place imaginable where hearts that are hungry, hearts that are seeking, hearts that are restless, hearts that are joyful, hearts that are being rooted deeply into the love of God can be reminded who they are and what they are becoming in Jesus. So thank you, partners, for joining with Heather and myself in this important work. And if you're listening today and you would like to join in with the party, man, that is so appreciated and it is so needed. And all you need to do is click on the donate link right in the show notes of today's podcast. You can also find that link on our webpage, dailyradiobible.com. And if you're old school and you prefer the US Post, you can reach us at Daily Radio Bible 2748 Northeast Molini Way, Hillsboro, Oregon 97124. Well, hey, friends, what do you say we do this again? In fact, tomorrow Heather will be at the helm. But I'll catch you on Monday. Until that time, let's go forward in God's joy. Let's let his joy be our strength. And let us always remember this. That you are loved. No doubt about it. Alrighty, I'll talk to you again tomorrow. guys take care. Bye-bye.